I'm excited to be here with you, with, uh, with the great evangelist team. And uh, you want to say hi to people? Blessings, everybody. God bless you all. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, he's just been, uh, he's been traveling a lot. My brother Tim was in town. I said it would be amazing for him to be here with me as I talk about what I wanted to talk about today. And I said that I will be talking about deliverance from sin, recognizing deliverance from sin. Amen. And my daughter Eileen is here. Uh, Bishop Zach is here, the greatest artist of the world. Uh, where's Zion? Zion is here, and uh, and the regular bishops are also here. Amen. The, Amen. The, the usual. And uh, I want to say something to you. I want you to share this because this is going to help somebody really to come to know what Jesus has really done for you. Amen. The reason why I'm saying recognizing deliverance is because the things that God has delivered to you, you have just not recognized that it has been given to you. Mm. So the issue is that a lot of people, <laughs> you have started, <laughs> <laughs> the problem is a lot of people are suffering because they have not recognized what God has done. Mm. The issue is, it's not about, I'm going to pray for God to reveal. I'm telling you the truth, you cannot pray against sin. Uh, is it okay if I say this? Truth? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, just do I it. Say, just maybe do I'll it. be messing Christians up. This time, you can't I pray think... against sin. You can't. Wow. There's no prayer in the Bible. Show me one prayer that prevents you from sinning in the Bible. Mm. Mm. Bishop Zach, am I saying the truth? There's, there's no prayer to prevent you from sin because you are delivered from it, but you just don't recognize where the deliverance is. So I want everybody to share it because this is going to really break the chains of the enemy off you. Amen. I've seen so many people do prayers. Uh, uh, let's pray the sin power will break. There's no such thing as praying a sin power should break. Sin was already broken. You're not going to do a better job than Jesus. Mm. Ouch. Uh, should I say that again? You should say it You're again. You're not going to do a better job than Jesus. Nah, nobody's going to do that. Mm. Let me take you to the scriptures real quick. Let me show you something. I love, I don't know what God did to me because 1 Corinthians chapter 2 is my favorite book in the Bible. <laughs> Let me show you this. Now look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. I want you to hear this and to hear this the best way that you can. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given, uh, given to us of God. I'll read it one more time. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Notice spirit is not with a capital S. It's with a small s. Mm. We have received not the spirit of the world, mm. but the spirit which is of God. Notice even this spirit is small s. Yeah. So it's not talking about the Holy Spirit. Mm. <laughs> wow. That we might know the things that are freely given us of God. Mm. Let me explain it. Let me explain it because I won't be live long. I'm going to try to be short and sweet to the point. When you were, when Adam was created, 
God blew into him and Adam received his own spirit. Mm. God created a spirit independent of him. God never called Adam my son because Adam was not born of God. He was created of God. So when that spirit fell, every spirit that came out of that spirit became the spirit of this world. Mm. Am I talking to somebody? Yes, We are not talking about demons here. That's why I'm saying we have not received the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God. When you got born again, your spirit got supplanted. God made you a new creation. You became the seed of God. So you receive a, a spirit which is of God. That is what the Bible says, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So you receive the spirit which is of God. Mm-hmm. Now when you receive the spirit which is of God, it means that your nature, your thinking changed. Yeah. But the problem is, does your soul know that your spirit changed? Mm. Mm. Wow. Powerful. Yeah. Wow. You know, there are some people, they may be walking around, let's say, 500, 300 pounds. They lose weight, they become maybe even 150. But their mind, they still see, when people give them attention, they are desperate because they still think they look like how they looked when they were 300 pounds. That's true. Because in their mind, they still see themselves the way they used to be. They don't see what they have become. Mm -hmm. So a lot of believers are like that. You have no idea what God has done because your soul is still wrestling with the natural world, does not know what has happened inside your spirit. So now your battle is this. Your battle is you are fighting two natures. Uh, I wish I was talking to somebody that would hear me. That is why it's called recognizing deliverance, not praying for deliverance. There's deliverance you pray for and there's deliverance you recognize. That is what the Bible says. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It does not say you pray for the truth. Mm. Mm. Wow. You will know it. Yeah. And to know is only by experience. Do you know why a lot of Christians try to keep the law? It's deep. Why is it? Very simple. They still think they can. My God. So even though they are failed, it is strengthening their zeal to try and keep the law. Yet God is telling you, don't try to kill it, keep it. The letter kill it. The spirit gives life. Hey. The law was given so that you may know what sin is. So Christians are not using wisdom to sit and say, wait. If God is saying that the law was given for me to know sin, then why am I trying to keep the law? It means that the more I try to keep the law, the more I make my sins alive. Mm. Wow. So the law empowers sin. It does not remove you from sin. Maybe this is just for YouTube. YouTube are you there? Facebook is not sharing enough, so maybe we should go offline. My, 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 my great son, Richard Jones, God bless you, superstar and your wife. My son, Fabian, God bless you. So the problem is you are struggling with sins. There are so many believers struggling with por- pornography, with, uh, with alcohol, some with, with smoking, some with different things. Yeah. You're struggling with them because you don't know the truth. Mm. Because you're operating with a soul that still thinks you're the old you. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'll read again. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. That's powerful. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. 
but the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given unto us, that we may know. So if you have not tapped into the spirit, the new creation, you will never know what God has done. Wow. So what enables you to know is being in the truth of what the new spirit carries. People always ask me, Prophet, why do you always have revelation? It's the new spirit. I always yeah. operate from that. Mm-hmm. I don't operate from my soul. No. I don't operate from feelings. Mm-hmm. Let me show you things. Let me show you some. Go to verse 13. Which the things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, mm-hmm. but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with the spiritual. Notice. Even your words now, because you have received the spirit which is from God, the language you speak is the language of the Holy Spirit, not the language of this world. Is somebody getting this? Wow, wow, wow. We speak the words taught by the Holy Ghost, not by the Spirit, small s. Holy Ghost meaning the Spirit of God himself. So number one, you struggle with sin because you have not come into the new creation. Number two, you struggle with sin because you don't speak the language of the Holy Ghost. Mm. The Holy Ghost never calls you a sinner. You know, there's no way in the Bible that God calls righteous men sinners. That's deep. But Christians always say, I am a sinner. Saved by grace. <laughs> and they, they <laughs> say it, Bishop. Say, what do they say? I'm a sinner saved by grace. They always say, I am a sinner saved by grace. I am the filthiest sinner. God is looking and saying, ah, did I die so that you continue in sin? Do you see the problem now that is happening here? You're speaking a language that God doesn't use. It's a foreign language. It's a foreign language to heaven. So even angels are looking and saying, hey, guys, what's going on? Comparing spiritual things. So you cannot compare spiritual things unless your language changes. So how can you compare that you are different and separated from sins when you don't speak the language that removes you from sin? Mm. So the number one thing is you have not come into the new creation. Number two things, the number two thing is your language is wrong. Mm -hmm. You're not speaking heaven's language. Mm. Everybody knows I love a a moita. I do kickboxing. That's my workout. Mm. Do you know anything that you do, even when you're doing like in the gym or anything like that? One more, one more. You can do it. You can do it. Yes, I can do it. Then you find yourself doing what you could not do simply because you said you can do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you say positive things, it empowers you to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. This is why, to be honest with you, I don't believe in saying what you feel. Mm. I don't. Because the Bible says, let them that are weak say that I am what? Strong. Strong. So you confessing weakness, you're speaking a foreign language. Wow. wow. You're a believer, you're saying I am weak. I am weak, but God. God never said if you pray for strength. He said, let the weak say. He did not say pray. So a lot of Christians are burdened. Because you speak the wrong language. You don't speak the language that empowers your spirit to change your soul. Mm-hmm. So you struggle with depression. Because you say, I am depressed. Mm. Please you, pray for me, I'm depressed. Yes. No, pray for me. Something is not right in the spirit and I reject. But they say, I am depressed, but I'm rejecting it. <laughs> but you already confessed it. But you're saying you're rejecting what you confessed. I am. Look, God said, I am that I am. So when you say, I am, 
you are saying this is my nature. Somebody didn't catch it. Let the weak say, I am. So God hates it when you say, I am, and you say the wrong thing. God is saying, how can my image say something like that? Now you're offending God because God's name is I am. Wow. That's deep. People didn't catch it. Maybe I should rewind it one more time. Yes, please. Do it. God gets offended every time you say I am and you tag it with the wrong thing. That's so deep. Wow. Because God's name is I am. I am broke. God is sitting there and saying, huh? How can I be broke? Because remember, you are made in his image and likeness and you are a child uh, of God. Amen. Amen. That's good. Wow. I am struggling. God has never struggled. I was teaching somebody something. I was Why? teaching something. Just, just finish the life. <laughs> <laughs> I was teaching something. Let me help somebody. I was helping somebody and I was explaining to them something. Have you ever heard the Bible say, Let God, do you know this song? Let God arise, his enemies be scattered. Let God, let me tell you the truth. God will never rise from his throne. Because rising from the throne is giving up dominion the Bible says that he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world Mm. so for God to arise in your life who needs to rise (laughs) you didn't catch it let me rewind it greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world let me give you an example the lepers the lepers the lepers were the lepers in the in the old testament were cast out of the city and the city was under siege they looked at each other they said if we stay here we die if we go there we might find food but either way we are going to die let us at least go there instead of dying here when they started marching towards the camp of the enemy the enemy heard chariots and horses coming they started saying, wait, wait, wait. Maybe the children of Israel have hired the Egyptians and all these people to come after us. Let us get out of here. They began to run. When the lepers got there, they found that the whole, the enemy had abandoned the food, everything. They ran with their lives. Yeah. So how did God arise? And the enemies were scattered. It's because somebody who had God in them got up and moved. So if you're saying, ah, I'm praying for God to arise in my life. No, you are not arising. You're speaking the wrong language. Mm. Mm. Wow. So if you don't get up, God is not getting up. Mm. Wow. So the issue now is you're speaking a language that is foreign to God. God is wondering, how can you be empowered speaking the wrong thing? Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am what? Rich. But you want to have financial breakthrough, but you speak about being broke all the time. My God. But you're expecting God to take you out of poverty. You want to be free from sin, but you keep saying, I am a sinner, I am struggling with this. Uh Uh-uh. You just bound yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Bible says this. 
He that loves the tongue shall eat the fruit thereof. So you are eating your own life because it is your words that you're saying. What you're saying is what you live by. Powerful. Let me finish this verse. Then I'll give you one verse and show you something about sin that you did not know. Amen. Verse 14. But the natural man, verse 14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Notice it makes a distinction between the natural man and the supplanted man. The natural man has no connection to the Spirit of God, so he cannot receive anything from the Spirit of God. For they are what? Foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Not only are they foolishness, but he can never know them. But remember verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know. So the new supplanted spirit makes you to know. The natural man's spirit prevents him from knowing. Forget about it even being foolishness. He cannot know them. Why? Because they are spiritually Descent. Mm. Wow. So discernment simply means to recognize the difference between. Mm. Mm. Wow. Some of you, you are sick because you confess sickness. Mm. Some of you are in pain because you are still confessing the heartbreak that happened. What your father did to you 20 years ago. 12 years ago, 8 years ago, you're still carrying, ah, my dad was never good to me. My, hey, maybe this man is long dead. Maybe this woman is long dead. Maybe that auntie is... But you're still confessing that thing. So you are living in that reality, yet the reality changed. Perspective becomes reality. So sin has power in the life of a believer who confesses sin. Let me give you an example. I'm going to teach you a prophetic secret. Amen. 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 You know, you can never go deeper with God as long as you have fear. Wow. And there's a difference between the spirit of fear and the fear of the unknown. Mm. A lot of Christians are afraid of tomorrow. But they say, I have the spirit of fear. If the demon of fear possesses you, mm. you'll be tormented, you'll be in a mental home. Some Christians confess some things. Yeah, it's the spirit of fear. Can you pray for me? I'm looking at them. I'm saying, you, you need to renew your mind. Mm -hmm. You are just afraid of the unknown. Mm -hmm. You thought yesterday. Remember, yesterday used to be the future you're afraid of. Used to think, ah, tomorrow, how am I going to survive? Tomorrow came and you realized you're alive. Then the next day came, you were afraid of next week. Next week came and he found you and you went through it. You are just afraid of the unknown, which is normal. You have never been somewhere you are not sure how it's going to play out. It's mm. okay. But to claim you have the spirit of fear, people, stop. Crazy. Let me push it a little further. God literally told me, you have to let go. Of the fear of the unknown. Am I your God? I said yes. He said, am I with you? I said yes. He said, if I'm with you, can anything ever happen to you? I said no. He said, then why are you afraid? Let go. 
So I stopped resisting God. I accepted that I'm under his wing. That's when I started having heaven experiences. Wow. Because I was afraid if I come out of my body, how will I come back? <laughs> what if I can't come back? <laughs> this is a deep, let me not talk about this here. This is for prophetic school. <laughs> it's not breaking. You step out, an angel pulls you, you stand and you see your body right there. Ah. <laughs> it's deep. It sounds exciting until it happens. Then you realize, hey, then you get used to it. You realize, ah, it's normal. <laughs> But what I'm trying to explain to you here is this. What destroys and keeps a lot of Christians in sin is you have a sin consciousness. In your mind, you have a sin consciousness. You are aware of sin and you're not aware of grace. You are aware of sin and not aware of grace. I'll say one more time. You are aware of what? Sin and not aware of grace. Somebody needs to share this because somebody will hear this and be free from sin. That's Amen. crazy. That's deep. You are consistently aware of sin and not aware of grace. Mm -hmm. How could Abraham, how could Moses... How could all these people be counted righteous? Mm -hmm. Yet they never received Jesus as Lord and Savior. The cross never existed. Mm -hmm. But God is saying, a righteous man may fall what? Seven times, but he rises up. But the wicked fall and they are destroyed. Wait. A righteous man falleth, not sinneth. Do you see God's language? Yeah. Yeah. To God, when you, what you call sin, God calls a mistake. Mm. Wow. Joshua Kang, God bless you. What you do, when you do a mistake, you say, I'm a sinner. God is saying, ah, that's just a mistake. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, do not make your abode in sin. What does an abode mean? An abode is where you live. Don't build a house on sin. Mm. Remember, your soul is still learning. No, notice this, I always find this strange. God calls himself the God of the holy prophets. Tell me one prophet that was holy according to the law. None. Mm. <laughs> Moses messed up. Abraham messed up. And they did sins that you may not even be doing. Mm. God told Moses, just uh, touch the rock and he will produce water. He hit the rock. God said, ah, you're not going to the promised land, but you're still a holy prophet. You have been taught that if you disobey God, God will destroy you. Ah, ah. This is, <laughs> where did all these things come from? Sin consciousness. Mm. So you are looking out for sin. So you will always encounter sin. An example is this. When you are driving dirty. My daughter Ronit, God bless you. When you are driving Dirty, meaning that your license is suspended or anything like that. What do you pay attention to? Cops. <laughs> Everywhere you turn, you're just making sure the police is not seen. So you're consistently on the lookout. And what do you see? Cops. But when everything is okay, do you look out for police officer? You don't even see a single cop. Wow. 
When you say, whoa, you say, hey, what's happening out there? Oh, wow. I haven't seen the police in a long time. Why? Because, <laughs> because you are no longer a radar for police. <laughs> you people who are laughing, you must be one of them. Confess, confess, confess. Is this making sense? Yes. 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 Is this helping someone? Yes. I'm about to finish. Is this helping somebody? Yes. Yes. So the issue is, the issue is, you are looking out for sin instead of looking out for grace. So all your energy is focusing on sin. That's why you keep falling into it. Whatever you pay attention for, of, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Mm -hmm. So you're always thinking about, is this a sin? Is that a sin? Is this a sin? That's why you keep committing sins. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. Adam and Eve. Anna, Deanda, Elias. That's, that's my daughter. Thank you for the light, Papa. Haha, <laughs> you have come to me in a dream two nights ago. Low. Can't wait for one-on-one and prophetic school. It's coming. God bless you. Amen. Faith A. Shalom says, Papa watching from Lancaster. Lancaster is blessed because of you. So, so watch this. Somebody said, Prophet, I'm watching from Nepal, country of Mount Everest. Thank you for teaching us, loving us, and gu guiding us. God is good. Wow, people are watching from all over the world. Mm. May this message Amen. reach people so that they know that the Jesus that has, has blessed them and saved them. Amen. That's deep. My son, Dr. Uh, what is it up there? Go up there. Uh, next one. Dr. Santosh, God bless you. Now look at this. Look, look at this. Look at this. And hear this. You are sinning because you focus on sin. Notice Jesus went to sinners, but he knew his presence among sinners will purify them. Mm. But the Pharisees were like, how could he be a man of God close to sinners? He will make himself unclean. It's because when you indulge in something so much, when you are among those people, you will do those things. Because that's what is in your mind. So they were surprised that Jesus could be around prostitutes and never go, hey, what's going on? You wanna... <laughs> to them, it was not normal. Because they were struggling with lust. So they found somebody who no, doesn't have that consciousness around these things and it's not moving him. Mm. Am I talking, is this making sense yeah. to people? Yeah. The law strengthens the, sin. The, the, uh, the law strengthens sins big time. Jesus came to deliver people from the law. So he was not, even the things Jesus did was not governed by the law. Mm. Jesus healed somebody on the Sabbath. They say, how could you heal somebody on the Sabbath? How could you do that? How could you? <laughs> Yet somebody is sick. Jesus said, do you keep your animals until after the Sabbath to give them water? How much more for this daughter of Abraham? Don't you know the Sabbath was made for man? But people who are bound with sin, they want to please God by imposing the law, but they don't know the law is supposed to only reveal sin. Do you know why you go when you go to rehab? When you go to rehab, there's something special that they do when you come out of it. They encourage you to have sober bodies. Why? Because they know the moment your mind starts thinking about those things, you will do them. Mm -hmm. wow. 
That is the, problem, the, the, the moment you start doing it. So if you have sober friends, that's why you see, you see the, this saying, uh, the Bible says, bad company corrupts good moral. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter how good you are. Mm. Yeah. Because what your environment is, is what it will produce. Mm. So you imagine your mind. You're consistently thinking sin, fighting sin, resisting sin. Everything is sin, 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 sin. What do you think you produce? Holiness. Mm. And people will always say this. Uh, 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 they will say, uh, I am a sinner saved by grace. Then they will say, God says I am holy, be ye holy. <laughs> but they don't even understand what I am holy means. Holy is not not sinning. Because if holiness had to do with sin, then the prophets will not be the holy prophets. Yeah. Wow. Holiness is walking in your purpose. Wow. So when God is saying, I am God, I am holy. What he's saying is, ask God, I am in my purpose. Be also in your purpose. Because righteousness gives you right standing with God. And if I have right standing with God, I am no longer a sinner. Mm. But to be righteous and to be holy are two different things. Righteousness will get you to heaven. Holiness is walking according to your assignment. It's not abstaining from sin. Oh, I don't eat pork because it's, it's not holy. Uh -uh. Remember the prostitute came and touched Jesus' feet. Washed his feet. The, the priest was like, how could he be a holy man and allow such a woman to touch him? It's because they were sin conscious. Mm. They were not seeing a soul that God is trying to save. They saw sin. Mm. That's deep. I'm about to bring it to an end. I may have like five minutes, five or ten minutes. Capture this. Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house. Doesn't tell him, how could you be such a thief? How could you be such a criminal? How mm. could you be such a bad person? Jesus just said, I'm coming to eat in your house. He said, me in my house? He said, yeah. Remember, Jesus called him by his name. Jesus prophesied his name. Zacchaeus came down and said, Jesus said, I'm coming to eat at your house. Me? Jesus comes in his house, settles down. He feeds Jesus. The guy just gets up. He said, you know what? I'm going to pay everybody what I owe them, owed them double. He started taking money, giving people money double. Jesus said, surely salvation has come into this house. It is not what Jesus said. It was the presence of Jesus. Mm. Removed the guilty conscience from him. That if Jesus can come and sit with me, that everybody in society is saying I'm a criminal, I am a thief, then truly, now I no longer am condemned. He started giving. Some of you want to overcome sin, but you're still living like the old man. Mm. You will never. Mm. Let me show you. Go to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7 verse 1. Listen to this. Elin, you have a mic? I want you to read this, Elin. Romans chapter 7 verse 1. Taylor Moniz, God bless you. Mo uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Romans 7, verse 1. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that, that know the law, 
How that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth. Notice this. The law has dominion over a man as long as he what? Liveth. Okay, let me give you an example. If you owe the IRS 10 million, we want our money or we are, we are, we are going to, you're going to be locked up, you die. <laughs> you're not getting their 10 million. Who's going to pay them? Not you. Robert Andrews, my son, God bless you. <laughs> the IRS is not getting his money. Read verse 2. For the woman which hath an, uh, which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. Notice, when you stand to each other and say, I will love you for the rest of my life, your wife cries, and she begins to speak, you begin to notice you are creating a law that is binding you together. And God will judge you according to what you're saying now. Till death do us part. The moment one dies, that law is dead. Because the one who's keeping the other end of it is no longer there. The law is dead. That's deep. Verse 3. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Notice the difference between being an adulterer and being a married woman, a remarried woman, is simple. If your husband is alive and you go and marry somebody else, you're an adulterer. Mm. If there's no divorce in place, that breaks that law. If you go and marry somebody else, you're an adulterer. But the moment your husband dies and you go and get married to another person, you're just a married woman. Mm. So what was the difference? The law. The law law that was alive in you. Mm. That's deep. Verse 4. Wherefore, my brethren... Ye also are become dead to the law by ah, the... Ah, 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 read it with enthusiasm. <laughs> read it, verse wherefore, 4. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is wise, raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Now you are no longer married to sin. You are dead. Mm. Wow. Be married to Jesus. Mm. So your focus should Mm. be the things that Jesus produces, not what sin used to produce. Mm. But when you look at the image of Jesus and see it like judgment of sin, you're still married to the, you're cheating on your husband's sin. Because you're not free from him yet. It's like somebody was in a relationship for a long time and that person was abusive, then you get a really good man or you get a really good woman, but you think everybody's abusive. (laughs) So now you end up ruining the good relationship that you receive. You end up being single because you think everybody's abusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. The computer will die. Can you charge it? Is this making sense to someone? Go to verse 5. For when we were in the flesh... For when we were where? In the flesh. So where are you now? You're no longer in the flesh. This is too much. 
<laughs> this is gonna, this is, this is delivering somebody. This is crazy. This is your Bible. This is not, if, the Bible is saying when we were in the flesh, not as we are in the flesh. Read it again. For when we were in the flesh. When we were. Why are you still saying I'm a sinner? Why are you saying I'm still struggling? It's because you're still in the flesh. Paul is saying when we were. Past tense. I feel maybe this is for another day. I feel like I'm by myself. Is, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see uh, Facebook. Facebook, are you there? This is like yesterday. Oh, somebody sent you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> Just Bishop. another sinner. sinner. Me, I am not a sinner. I was delivered from that. Yeah. Why do you think the Bible says, for those who are in Christ, there's no more condemnation? How can you be condemned for something you never did? So you're walking around with a guilty conscience because there's condemnation in you because there's a law. Mm-hmm. While we were still in the flesh. Mm-hmm. We are not in the flesh. Me, I'm not in the flesh. Paul said it like this. And the life I live now in the flesh, it is through the faith of the Son of God. So I am alive through faith of Christ, not my own faith. Mm-hmm. I am crucified with Christ. Yet I live. But it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, the life that I live in the flesh, Mm -hmm. is through the faith of the Son of God. So are you alive or dead? It is not me. The one who is walking, the one who is talking to you is Jesus, not me. This is just a shadow of what I used to be. Read that verse again. For when we were in the flesh, uh-huh. the motions of sins which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. So when you have the law, you live in the flesh, and the law brings out fruits that bring you to death. Verse 6. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Ah. Newness of the spirit and not the, the oldness of what? The letter. So if somebody is still trying to live according to the Ten Commandments, good luck. You are giving yourself a visa, a first class visa to hell. Wow. <laughs> first class. Visa and, 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 and passport and, and also ticket. Free. You are in the first row, first class to hell. <laughs> because the law only produces the fruits that will bring you to death. Verse 7. What shall we say then? Mm -hmm. Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay. I had not known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. Verse 8. But sin taken occasion by the commandment. So who took occasion? Sin. Sin Sin took advantage of the law. Read. Uh My God. Um, Wrought in me all manner of consumptionsness, for without the law, sin was dead. Without the law, sin was dead. So what is making sin alive in the world right now? Is you mm. love the law. Mm. Wow. Mm. 
I think I need to do a part two for this. This is good. I think I will stop here today. I want you to really marinate on this. Because I want you to recognize what deliverance really is. Some of you, oh, you sin. That's why a demon entered you. Getting out of sin is the easiest thing because Jesus paid the price. Notice somebody said, Patrick Shan says, but we are still struggling in, in the flesh, though we are in the spirit. No, you see, you didn't listen to what I said. How can you struggle after you hear what God is saying? Right. It is your mind that is wrestling with the newness of the spirit. You are struggling because you still don't know the truth. You are so bound with the old self that you have not come into the truth. Wow. Listen, Father, I pray for everybody. I pray that you give us the grace to go into this in part three. I pray that, Lord, your people will be blessed and be healed and be transformed by this word to know that, Jesus, you have given us a new life, that we are no longer under the law but under grace. Father, teach them what grace is and how to walk mm. with your spirit, that your people may be liberated yes. to walk with you in the manner that you have called them to walk. I thank you, O oh Father, that this is done in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen to me, tomorrow is going to be a dangerous prophetic service. I don't want you to miss it. I want mm. you to be there. If you are in town, be eh, last week was just too much. My God. It was too much. The bishop was in the house. It was too much. Uh, evangelist, do you have one thing to tell people before we go off? I prayed, uh, but I, I just feel like something burning. You should say something about what we are talking about. I think um, the church was lied to. And true. they didn't know it. That's true. Uh, it's like the church was diagnosed with cancer. Yes. And it's eating from the inside out. Just That's because deep. we are looking at sin thinking, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do this, but it's making you sick, making mm -hmm. you die. Yes. And your children will be sick. Yes. And your children will die. Yes. And it's because we've been taught wrong. That's true. Wow. We've been th this is the, that is exactly it. the wrong doctrine all around. But God is good. That's why God sent prophet Elias to help you. Amen. Amen. And I know that God is bringing you to that truth. Jesus. May the Lord Jesus bless you. May the Lord Jesus increase you. And I will see you tomorrow. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Amen. Amen.